Hello and welcome to the Next in Line podcast where we are helping to prepare you for whatever is next in line. As always, I am your host, Chance Pitts, and I would like to thank you for tuning into this episode. Guys and gals, welcome into another episode of the podcast. I'm very excited to have you in here with us today as we sit down for another solo episode. Uh, A little bit different than what we've had the past two weeks. I know we had the Rocky Raccoon crew in here for the pre and post race. Uh, So it's just me in here. And I really thank those of y'all that have stuck around through all these episodes and given me a chance to try to get you motivated, thinking about things differently, and just trying to help you improve your everyday life little by little. So guys, if you've been here for a little while, you understand that we have a little bit of housekeeping. If not, We'll break it out to you right here. If you receive value from this episode or any other episode of the Next in Line podcast, I would ask that you share the show with like-minded individuals who could receive that same kind of value. That's the number one way for us to grow this movement and to help people reach their full potential, which guys, that's why we're here. We're trying to help people start their journey and continue their journey to becoming the best version of themselves possible. Now, What you can do, guys, is you can screenshot this episode, you can share it on social media, you can send it to a friend, maybe send the link out to somebody, and that's just going to help us grow and reach more people and give us the opportunity to have that influence on people as well. Now, guys, another way you can keep up with all the craziness that we have going on is by following us on social media. That is at Next In Line Development on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We're super active on all platforms, and also, guys, that's where we receive all of our DMs on. Uh, that's the quickest way to get in touch with us, and many of y'all have actually done that, so thank y'all. Uh, thanks to those of y'all that have reached out with comments, concerns, even questions about uh, running plans, how to even build a cold plunge, um, and several other different things, even asking for pacers and opportunities and opinions on different things. We're always happy to help however we can. If I don't have the answers, I'll go find somebody or I'll connect you with somebody that has those answers as well, guys. I am so, so happy that y'all have given me the opportunity to be um, kind of a facilitator in that way, those of y'all that have reached out. Now, guys, there's a couple of announcements we got before we dive too far into this uh, that I want to get out of the way. Now, For me today, I am wrapping up day 42 of 75 hard. We're still going strong. We have lost a few people along the way, uh, but they're still doing a great job. Um, And they've done a great job up to the point that they uh, had a small issue or forgot one task. Um, So big shout out to everybody that's still pushing and sticking with us. I know it has been tough. For instance, today I knocked out a 16-mile run, my first uh, really long run since any of the races that I've had where I really pushed myself. I held about an 8.15 pace, um, which was really too fast uh, for what I was trying to do and really burned me out a little bit, but that's okay, guys. Live, learn, uh, get through it. Close the day out with a active recovery style three mile walk so that was nice uh, but really pushing through and continuing down the path for 75 hard now on the same scope another guy is taking on 75 hard right now uh, mr mark wilmoth you would have seen him on the past two episodes with the rocky raccoon crew as well um, i gotta give a big shout out to him he'll probably kill me once he sees this and hears it but he 
ran his first mile in 20 years this past weekend, uh, running a 12-minute mile, which is pretty dang good, especially for uh, not running in that long. And it's just crazy to see his progress and his determination. It's it, it's a contagious thing. Um, <clears throat> he's had a ton of influence on both me and my dad um, and all of those that have been around him. He's lost over 60 pounds, uh, just done a phenomenal job with his 75 hard and just even outside of that, just his general personal development journey. Now, guys, another person that I want to give a big shout out to is Mr. Michael Ruiz. About 30 minutes before I sat down to do this podcast, Michael called me um, and filled me in that he had hit one of his goals, his big milestones in running that he's been shooting for for a long time. And that is to run five miles in under 45 minutes. That is maintaining a sub nine minute mile pace for five miles straight. And I know it was a struggle. I know he was out there grinding, but he did a hell of a job and really knocked it out of the park. And I'm super excited for him. Uh, couldn't be more proud of him as well. I'm very excited to see where he goes on his journey with running and just how fast he gets. Guys, lastly on this, we've got a couple of races coming up. Um, we are running the Brazos Bend 50. That's a 50-mile ultra marathon down in Needville, Texas, running with the alligators in Brazos Bend State Park. Uh, we'll be taking on and racing against Mr. Chris Barnes, one of my previous guests and a great friend and mentor to me. Um, really looking forward to that race. We've got a variety of people also coming in to run the 50K. That's 31 miles, um, the 25K, and some of the other races as well. So we're going to have a big team out there, a big crew, uh, some good supporters as well. Really looking forward to that. And that is part of a training plan for a bigger race that I've got later in October. The biggest thing that I am taking on and moving towards this year is the KD Trail 225. That's a 225-mile ultramarathon that runs across the state of Missouri. I'm super stoked about it. It's the inaugural year of that race. Um, Dan is going to be out there. Um, I've met him through social media, through a friend uh, named Todd that we met out at Habanero 100 uh, last year and then also we uh, met him out at Rocky Raccoon so it's cool to see him might get to do some pacing with him uh, but he's going to be out there at KD Trail 225 as well and we're just really stoked at the group of people and individuals but also just the environment um, and kind of the the challenge that we're going to be able to step up to here this year and take on. Guys, now that we've got all those crazy announcements, I know that was a long list, but now that we've got all of them out of the way, guys, I'd like to dive into the topic that I wanted to discuss with y'all today. Now, a long time ago, months ago, I saw a video of Jordan Peterson breaking down a quote by a German philosopher named Friedrich Nietzsche. And the quote goes something like this. Battle not with monsters, lest ye become a monster. And if you gaze into the abyss, the abyss gazes also into you. And there's a few themes that Jordan Peterson took away from that and really broke down and ran with on his interpretation of that quote. And I wanted to dive in to a little bit of commentary on Jordan Peterson's approach to it, but also my own interpretation and how it is applied to my life. Because guys, this is one of those quotes that Maybe this didn't hit you that hard whenever you heard it, but it really, really struck me um, and stuck with me. And it's been bothering me for a while. Um, I've been listening to it over and over and over. And then these past four or five days, I've just really taken time and studied. I've been on YouTube kick after YouTube kick, diving into this and seeing what exactly he meant with this quote, this 
battle not with monsters lest you become a monster. And then breaking down the second half as well, if you gaze into the abyss, the abyss gazes also into you. And what that means, because the initial interpretation I had was kind of that warning of human tendencies, the habitual thing that a lot of us humans get stuck in uh, with that that side of things. And, and I took it almost as a, as a warning or a threat, but the more I studied and listened to guys like Jordan Peterson, some of these other commentators breaking this down, it also had a little bit of an example of human potential and a promise of the strength that you can find if you really, really dive deep and look into yourself to find it. So guys, I want to take the time to break that quote down right now with y'all, starting with the first half, that battle not with monsters, lest you become a monster. And I think the first thing we need to do, guys, is we need to define what exactly a monster is. It's important to understand that a monster is a person or a thing that's capable of great violence or danger. And Jordan Peterson has an, another awesome approach to what a monster is by saying that a man should become a monster. He should become capable of great violence and great danger and great strength. And then the thing he should do right after that is become capable of controlling it. Become disciplined enough to be able to control that so that you hold the power that you need in this life. And the reason he says that is because that is what the definition of a good man is to him. A good man is somebody that is capable of doing the things that are necessary in this life, that are capable of stepping up to the plate when no one else wants to, and when things get tough and when life is not going your way and you have to make a move. They are capable of doing so, but they're also capable of restraining themselves and being disciplined and controlling those urges and those tendencies. So that is a good man in his definition, someone who is not capable of great violence, who doesn't have to control themselves, who just goes through life willy-nilly without the ability to actually do anything violent, but never does anything bad. That's his definition of somebody that is kind of obsolete, not necessarily a good man because they don't actively take the steps of being a good man every single day. So that's the definition of that violence uh, and that monster and that capableness that Jordan Peterson talks about there. But I want to build off of that and go further into this first half by talking about a few different points I came across in there. What does this quote, this first half of the quote, truly mean? This battle not with monsters lest you become a monster. It means that you're going to have to lose. And the reason I say that is to become dangerous and become capable and become this monster, guys, that you want to become in whatever sense it is, if it's entrepreneurship, if it's actually physically a strong, powerful being, an athlete, whatever it might be, guys, you've got to do battle with dangerous and capable people. You've got to step up to the plate with opponents that are outside of your weight class who scare you somewhat. You've got to go into a battle and you've got to try to learn what you can as you take on these big bad monsters because that's like it says in this quote guys that's the way you become that monster that's the way you get to the next level and an example of that guys i would say is conor mcgregor everybody knows who the irishman conor mcgregor is he's this awesome fighter from the ufc he's had this crazy career um he's got this bigger than life persona where he talks crap to everybody whether you're a fan or not you know who he is. And 
One thing Dana White, I think he's the CEO of UFC, said about Conor McGregor is anytime he would pick up the phone and call Conor and offer him a fight, it didn't matter who it was, Conor accepted the fight. And I think that's a great example of this first half of this quote, this battle not with monsters lest you become a monster, because Conor McGregor knew something of this. He knew that if he went into the ring with anybody, even if it scared him, one, he didn't show it, but two, he knew he was going to come out of the other side better, win or lose, and most of the time he ended up winning. He showed up no matter who it was or what it was that was standing in his way, and he fought. Number two on this list, guys, of examples I want to break down is, again, I've said this a million times, but the people who you surround yourself with are going to be a direct reflection of your potential and where you are in this life, guys. And I think that ties greatly into this quote, this battle not with monsters, lest you become a monster. If you surround yourself with the kind of men or the kind of women that are capable of these great things and or finding their full potential and moving themselves in a positive direction every single day. That's who you're going to be around. We saw that whenever we sat down at the Rocky Raccoon interview this post-race just recently, and we talked about it. The group of individuals that we were surrounded by in this crew and that we constantly surround ourselves by are individuals that are achieving big things, that are looking for the next big thing in their life. They're actively pursuing personal development and trying to push themselves to that next level every single day. And I think that's the second takeaway from this very, very easily, because guys, if we can learn to surround ourselves with these monsters, these capable human beings, the Jordan Peterson versions of the monsters, then we're going to be able to bring ourselves up to that level of monster and advance ourselves in the direction that we are wanting to go. Now, guys, a third example I took from this first half of the sentence is that battling with monsters is going to change you. We just talked about that in both of those example, guys, with the Conor McGregor in the fight and having to fight somebody. Your opposition is a monster, a very talented and dangerous individual, but also those around you being very talented and capable individuals. And what happens when you do that, guys, is you really find your niche. You find the place that you need to be in your life, in the direction you're trying to go. And it gets a little bit crowded and a little bit convoluted, and it can be a confusion, or it can be very confusing, especially emotionally, because one of the things I've come to realize is that over these past three years of really diving into my own personal development journey and going down this path of self-help and personal development, it's that I have probably lost more friends than I have gained. And I don't say that as a spot of pity. I'm not looking for someone to feel sorry for me at all. What I'm saying is the people that I chose to surround myself with and the people that chose to step up to the plate with that or the people that were at the caliber to stick around for the long run are the ones that are still here. There's a lot of people that are no longer in my life and that is a-okay because like I said, Battling these monsters or battling beside these monsters will change who you are. And to grow, sometimes you have to leave some of these people behind. And sometimes you have to make changes in your life that might not seem like the easiest thing to do. Because Lord knows they're not, guys. But part of that is growing as a human being. 
choosing who to surround yourself with, choosing what monsters to find around you whenever the going gets tough. And guys, that's that first half. That's the breakdown of battle not with monsters, lest you become a monster. So guys, I want to dive into the second half of this quote now. And this is the one that really struck me and stuck with me initially. But this is the, and if you gaze into the abyss, the abyss gazes also into you. Again, guys, I think there's a word that we need to grab from that immediately and talk about, and that is the definition of abyss, and that is a deep or seemingly bottomless chasm. The abyss is a very intimidating thing. Think about the Mariana Trench out in the ocean, guys. If you're looking down into that trench, you want to talk about intimidating. You want to talk about unknown. You want to talk about monsters being down in there that you have no idea how you would ever defeat, let alone get away from in a battle. That is a prime example of gazing into this abyss, guys, because as you're looking into it, you never know what's looking back at you the entire time. And there was a few takeaways I wanted to grab onto with this as well, just like we did in that first half of the quote and really dive into the first of which guys being that your reality becomes a direct reflection of what your mind is focused on you see whenever we gaze into the abyss whenever we look into ourselves to try to find out what we're capable of or what it is that we truly truly desire whatever that thing is whatever our attention is focused on whether it be money, starting a business, whether it be becoming the best ultra runner in the world, whether it becomes somebody, it's just becoming somebody that's healthier, losing weight, becoming the best parent that we can be. All of those things lead us down a trail that eventually circle back and look at us in the face. And what I mean by that, guys, is as we pursue whatever it is that we are chasing goal-wise actively, if we are engaged and we are actually trying to become better in that sense every single day, we're going to find ourselves amongst material, amongst people, amongst things that are all going to be related to that goal. The example of that, guys, whenever I started running, I really dove into the research behind becoming a decent ultra runner, what it takes to mentally make yourself run 100 miles without stopping. And pretty soon, guys, I found myself with different ultra running books all around me. I found myself running across more and more pages of ultra runners, sharing their advice, sharing their plans, sharing their victories and their losses. And it was a direct reflection of me looking into that abyss and it looking back at me and giving me the challenge, giving me the information that I needed. And a great example of that guys, along with that ultra running is whenever we're trying to break a habit or trying to break an addiction or an old cycle that we just want to be rid of. The truth is guys, if you ever have something you're trying to walk away from like that, whether it's just maybe bad diet choices, maybe it's an addiction to alcohol or pornography or drugs or whatever it is the truth is if you let yourself gaze back into the abyss with that you let yourself look down that rabbit hole you're going to find what you're looking for right you're going to find that source for alcohol you're going to find the drugs you're going to run across some scandally clad individual on the internet and you're going to find your porn whatever it is that you're struggling with and that you're 
really fighting against. You have to understand that whatever the abyss is that you look into, whatever deep, bottomless, seemingly chasm that you choose to focus your attention on, that's where your mind is going to take you guys, much like that same thing we talked about with battling with monsters, guys. If you put the attention and you put the focus around a certain topic, that is what is going to be the outcome. You're going to find yourself amongst that topic and focusing on it at all times. Guys, a second example of this second half of the quote is that if you ever want to find your full potential and understand your full strength, you have to find yourself in the abyss at some point. And what I mean by that, guys, is you've got to set a goal for yourself. You've got to truly, truly put yourself in a position where your back's against the wall, where you don't have a way out, where you don't let yourself walk away, and where you have to work extremely hard to get the outcome that you want. Because for one, that's how you find out if that's what you truly, truly want. But two, that's the only way to force yourself to take the path and walk the path to where you're trying to go. For example, with the ultra running, a a very, very easy example that I can think of is this KD Trail 225 that I have coming up. In a lot of ways, guys, this is a very deep part of the chasm that I have not explored yet. If you ask me what kind of ultra marathons I have ran, I've got an okay resume. I've ran a couple of 50Ks, a 100K, and I've done a very, very tough 100-mile race. Now, with that, guys... I'm looking to double that distance, more than double, from 100 to 225. I'm looking to go into uncharted territory where I've never been before so I can find out exactly what it is that I am made of and maybe where my breaking point is. Maybe I'll hit the bottom of this chasm and maybe I'll find that there's a monster down there that is just too big for me to overcome. But the truth is, is that's exactly what I want. I want to get down to that point and I want to find out where that breaking point is. I want to find out how well I can excel. I want to find out what is next after that. I want to find out truly, truly within this realm of running and being an ultra endurance athlete, where my end is. Where is the limit? Where do I break? And that's why I'm deciding to take on this race. Guys, the third takeaway from this gazing into the abyss and the abyss gazing back into you is that you won't be the same if you spend enough time in the abyss. And what I mean by that, guys, is much like what we talked about in the first half of this podcast. If you spend enough time in the abyss, guys, you won't come out the other side the same. And the reason is the confidence, the capableness, and the understanding of yourself that you will have on the other side of these challenges and these big goals that you've set for yourself are going to be unlike anything you've ever seen before. You're going to have prime examples of you as an individual overcoming extremely challenging situations and extremely challenging circumstances that you can apply to everyday life over and over so that whenever those little monsters come your way every single day at work and your boss is nagging you about getting something done and hitting the deadline, that little instance right there, this little assignment is going to seem like 
nothing compared to what you've been able to take on in the past. The speed bumps that come your way and the, the big challenges that come your way, whether it's family, maybe the loss of a loved one, maybe it's dealing with a health concern that's come across for you. Maybe it's a financial dilemma you've found yourself in. All of those hurdles are going to become minimalized in a way because you've had to take on something so mentally and physically demanding in your life, this big challenge going into the abyss that you're going to be able to handle all of these small things. And also guys, it's going to reorient you to your goals in a lot of ways. Diving into the abyss is going to help you understand exactly where you are and where you want to be. Now, along with that guys, the last thing I would say is that whenever you find yourself in this abyss, it's going to be very tempting to back right back out. It's going to be very tempting to overthink everything at the get-go and to not commit to a big goal, to not commit to going and finding the bottom of this crazy, crazy deep pit. But guys, that's where the growth happens. That's where the difference is. For a long time, I dipped my toes into the water of getting back into shape and losing a bunch of weight. I dipped my toes into the water of stopping drinking and trying to become a better individual overall. And for a long time, I failed to make those changes. I didn't come through for myself or anyone around me for probably a good three to five years before one day I finally decided that what was scarier than going to the abyss was staying exactly where I was as the exact same person that I was. And whenever I was able to finally decide that for myself. I was finally able to rationalize myself and force myself into the abyss and take that plunge and that leap of faith, if you will. It made all the difference, guys. So that's what I'll leave you with here. One more time with the quote, guys. Battle not with monsters, lest you become a monster. And if you gaze into the abyss, the abyss also gazes into you. Friedrich Nietzsche, German philosopher, Some interpretations from Mr. Jordan Peterson as well throughout this entirety. But guys, I know this quote struck me very hard. I hope this information that we've given you today gives you that courage to take that first step and maybe dive into whatever is your abyss. It doesn't have to be this running. It doesn't have to be physical health. It could be mending the relationships and and going into a more valuable area of your life, whether it be like I said, with a relationship with your family or loved ones or financially or diving into entrepreneurship and taking that risk that you've been afraid to take for so long. There's so many different places you can apply these great, great principles and this great quote to your life. But guys, I challenge you to go and make that difference and decide to take those things on today. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode, guys, and always be prepared for whatever is next in line.